and welcome to another installment of Up and to the Right. We're so glad to have you with us on this cold day. We're here with Pastor Rodney. How you doing? You know what? I am doing great. And I'm telling you, this has been a humdinger of a weekend. I'm for sure. <laughs> now, that's a word that I picked up years ago okay. to describe something that's just really off the chart. And you know what? Uh, these blizzard-type conditions are literally off the chart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're here. We, we made it here. We made it. We made it uh, to film so that you can enjoy up and to the right. Uh, this week, we did not want anything stopping it. That's right. This is a very important weekend. You know, we've been celebrating our frontline heroes and building up to this wonderful time to celebrate them and then the weather. Yes. The pastor, the first time in history that we have ever canceled church because of weather. It is. It is. It is. It is. And I'm still <laughs> sick about it. Now, but we didn't cancel church. We still right. had our online Hit experiences, on yes, and sorry. we had a great time gathering together yes. um, online on all of our platforms, mm -hmm. uh, worshiping together. But yes, our on-site gatherings in our locations were, we didn't have those. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I still, it was amazing because I was here at, at 5 a.m. in the morning uh, on Sunday. You're such a morning person. And so, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I just choose to get up, check the roads out. And I get here, and you know, we had still some people that showed up. Wow. Miss Betty, who provides breakfast yes. for our worship team and some of our volunteers uh, every single Sunday was here. She's amazing. Because she wasn't on social media, and you get the <laughs> right. word, and she was here like at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so, you know what? Uh, I'm amazed at the dedication, mm -hmm. uh, the sacrifice, what people will do. Yeah. And Betty is in her late 70s, yeah. and she was here. Still here with all that food ready for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. She's a great woman. Yes. Well, I'm appreciative of, you know, our, like, just technology. So social media, with the, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or the website, and then our team that really rallied to make yeah. it happen this weekend. It was awesome. Yeah. No, no. Great, great weekend. And I'm excited about, you know, some of the announcements we got coming up yeah. toward the end of this oh, uh, Up yeah. and to the Right. This is the big day that we announced the $10,000 giveaways for our Frontline Heroes. So. That is exciting. Now, of course, yeah. every one of them got something. Got something, yes. So we want to make sure not only that they are receiving, you know, gift bags that we provided, mm -hmm. uh, handwritten notes to every single one of them. Right. Uh, that was very special to all of them, I'm sure. Then we made sure that every single person who attended our online experience or in person got a $10 gift card to the famous Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yes. <laughs> or if you're in Guthrie, Golden Chick. Yes, absolutely. But we have more. We have more to announce yes. at the very end. So make sure that, um, you know, you are watching in on this mm -hmm. and stay with us throughout this because um, you may be a winner or you know somebody who won. That's right. Now, you know, the this weather has been pretty interesting and quite crazy this weekend. And it kind of just goes along with the past year that we've experienced <laughs> as a as a world, a nation, a church, uh, with the pandemic. How you know things are just so different, and you've had we've had to be creative and really think outside of the box. And I know when we think about the pandemic, there's so much, you know, heartbreak and negative that that comes with it because of the lives that are lost, of people who have been um, affected by it in their bodies or whatever it is. But you know, one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about today is some of the the silver lining, some of the positive that's come out of the pandemic. So I guess as re, as it re, in regards to North Church, what would you say has been some of the positive things that have come out? 
You know, Crystal, um, I look back over the past almost year now, and I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the goodness and the grace of God, even through some very dark and difficult Mm -hmm. times. Now, we have had people in our church that have lost family uh, to COVID. Uh, A lot of people have been very sick because of COVID, and we don't want to downplay that at all because we want to continue to pray for them, uh, uplift them. Uh, But we've also had some really amazing things that God has done. Our church has grown during this time, Mm -hmm. which has really been incredible to think about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have grown financially. We have had, over a stretch of a few months, we had more baptisms than any other time in our history. That's so amazing. Which was quite amazing. We, our, our, our groups, we had more people, we have more people now in our groups than we had before COVID. Mm. And those those numbers just astound me, which speaks to the, the incredible hand of God yeah. and the moving of the Holy Spirit in our church. And then our people willing to respond uh, in a crisis the way they have responded with this, their depth of commitment mm-hmm. and dedication to the call of Christ. That's good. I think that's a, a good way to talk about baptisms because, you know, you're talking about responding and being able to kind of drop everything and make it happen. Talk a little bit about that, how we had to get creative this year with baptisms. You know, I was wrestling with what, what are we going to do because mm-hmm. you know, we, we typically baptize quite a few people the week after um, Easter. Easter, And right. that was scheduled. And then all of a sudden the pandemic, and we pushed it off. And we kept waiting. A month went by, and then the second month in June, and then we go into July, and I'm like, let's just start baptizing people. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, just for... Um, safety issues. I'd wear a, um, a mask or whoever it was that was baptizing. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's just do it in people's um, swimming pools. Yeah. And people started responding. Mm-hmm. And we've had people that had never been in church that were watching us online that were responded to the salvation call and then showed up to be baptized. That's so good. And those people have been plugged into our church since number after number of them and it is amazing their stories Mm -hmm. some of them are stories of just like never been in church yeah good people and some people like I was far from God Mm -hmm. I was living this life of you know uh, darkness and God stepped in with his lot of salvation saved me redeemed me and their lives are changed and so it has been really exciting that's been a blessing to see that, you know, people come to Christ it, just because we stopped, you know, meeting on, on site during the time of quarantine doesn't mean that the work of God stops. And it just it allows us to be more creative and think outside the box. So yeah. um, especially when it comes to small groups, you know, for that to have shown growth, I think is amazing because during the pandemic, I think people really felt a sense of maybe loneliness and saw the importance of community. So, yeah, no, that's exactly right we began to realize how much we need each other. Mm-hmm. And so people began together. Obviously, first was by Zoom. Yeah. Um, and we still have a number of people that are gathering faithfully by Zoom. We had this past weekend, uh, I think some 135 people gather uh, by Zoom for our Zoom prayer on Saturday morning. That's awesome. Uh, whether that be by Facebook or mm-hmm. uh, on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was really exciting to see. But But then people were being creative with in-person gatherings, whether that be in the summertime, just gathering with our lawn chairs, uh, having some distancing, sitting outside and talking. But it was so uh, refreshing to see how people responded with the understanding that 
we're not meant to do life alone. That's right. We're meant to share life together and that we must find some way to gather together in the name of Jesus. That's good. I mean, I appreciate your leadership and, you know, our groups team, Pastor Clint, Billy, Skyler. I mean, they have done an amazing job. And I feel like what's been laid out for us makes it easy for people to fall, fall into, you know, continuing with the groups and continuing to meet whatever way that is. So I want to thank you personally for your leadership in that. Well, you didn't thank me, but really those that you mentioned just then are the ones that made it happen mm -hmm. in regards to setting the vision, the initiative. But then really it was our people that are watching right now right. Uh, that said, you know what, I'm going to follow that leadership. Yeah. And they understood that value of getting together. Uh, baptisms, mm -hmm. we had so many people open their doors and say, hey, just come. You can use my pool yeah. and to baptize people at any time. Some of those would be on the spot. Somebody right. would give us a call on a Monday and or a text or whatever mm -hmm. method they would reach the church. And we would have a baptism set up on Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday. Ready to and go. people ready to say, hey, yes, you can use my pool. And that is just really encouraging. That's the body of Christ coming yeah. together and making it happen. That's good. Well, like we said, this is Frontline Hero Celebration, and this weekend has been great. So we'll kind of transition to our new segment called Talk It Over. Now, in Charlie's the spirit like, of us celebrating our frontline heroes, we wanted to bring on a special guest today, one of our frontline heroes, Miss Hope Varghese. Hope, it's so good to have you with us. How are you? Hey, it's so good to be here. Good. Looks like you got the family yes, in the background. <laughs> yes. Do you want to see what this oh, chaos is? Oh, yes. <laughs> Lou and Charlie. You. And who's that guy there with the wonderful hair? <laughs> Pastor Samson. This is for Dad. Hi, Charlie. This is going to be Charlie. us for the next couple of days cooped up in the house. It's going to be all kinds of crazy. All right, we're out of here. Say bye. Say bye bye, Charlie. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, -bye. Awesome. Take them out in the snow and play. <laughs> yes, we did that yesterday for just a few minutes. I think Charlie would have stayed out there all day if I had let him. <laughs> He loves it out hey, there. So Hope, tell me a little bit about how you found North Church and your experience uh, with North. Yeah, so I have been at North probably 11 years, maybe a little bit longer, whatever it is. It's a year longer than Samson. I always tell people that's the most important part because I found North Church first. But um, we, I literally had been driving by the intersection of Penn and Memorial and just saw the big billboard and I had taken note of it, but didn't really know anybody that attended services there or anything like that. And it was a big, it was a big uh, jump for me because I had grew up in a mostly um, conservative fundamentalist background. So places like North Church were, you know, very much off, off the radar for me. So going in there for the first time, I still remember it. I was so, so nervous, you know, but um, it took me a while. But once I kind of got in the groove of things and it felt like home after six months or so. So it was my, my favorite memories were showing up to North Church and not knowing what to do because during worship, I was raised with like an organ and a piano. Okay. So enter North Church <laughs> where things are you know, a little more upbeat. I did not know what to do. So the way that I coped with that is I came to church 
late. So I would miss the worship and just stayed for the uh, preaching. But then after a while, I couldn't get enough of the worship. And you would never know that is the way things started by the way that I worship today. I'm like all over the place during worship. So (laughs) a little bit of backstory. I would not have guessed Uh, that if I did not know the story. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was the way it was. Me and my little jean skirt. Showing <laughs> <laughs> up to North Church with my French braids. <laughs> Long hair. <sighs> well, you know, you are one of our frontline heroes. You work as a nurse, correct? So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. being a nurse and being a believer, there's there's a, a responsibility there. So how would you say... Um, healthcare workers can impact the kingdom during the pandemic, whether it's playing with people or, you know, just kind of speak on that a little bit. I think, I think there is a sense of exhaustion, right? Not uh, in our entire culture right now, but very much so in our medical community, people are just really tired. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a sense of fear as well. And so I think you hit the nail on the head about prayer. I'm, I'm always pro prayer at work. Um, I take time to pray with my patients before they go back to surgery because I'm a surgical nurse. So we do heart and lung surgeries, heart and lung transplants, really big, big, scary procedures for people. And so taking the time, um, even in, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel natural, but just asking a patient, You know, I know that you're a little bit nervous. You've mentioned that. Do you want to go ahead and say a prayer before we head on back? And more often than not, people are very receptive to that and they're very grateful for that. And they just like to take the moment and recognize that they're in somebody's hands that's that's bigger than them. And I just, I mean, I always get a, a good reception when I offer to pray with patients before we go to surgery. So I think just being the face of bravery helping them to calm down, not being anxious yourself, but just offering a reprieve from all of that. We're going to take good care of you. I'm going to be with you this entire procedure. Um, It really is, is helpful. So I think just remaining calm as a, as a healthcare provider and, and just uh, offering prayer when it's appropriate is a huge, huge blessing to people. Can't say enough about it. Hope, thank you so very much. That is encouraging. Yeah. That is so encouraging to know that we have uh, healthcare workers out there that are praying with their patients. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I know yes. Hope is faith-filled, Holy Ghost-filled. She's powerful woman of God. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that yes. many people have been impacted um, from then on because of your prayers that you've prayed over them. And so thank you very much. Let me ask you this, though. I yeah. know that you personally have been through covid and not only COVID, yeah. you went through COVID pregnant. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about uh, your experience. Yes, I was severely pregnant. <laughs> severely I think pregnant. I was seven months pregnant. <laughs> I'm just going to stop and I take think... that in for just a moment. Yeah. I don't know how to take that exactly. Uh, other I... than maybe she was along in the process. No, I feel her. I, I know exactly what you mean. Crystal you knows. Severely. Crystal knows. I think I was seven months, I think maybe seven and a half months. And this was back in, you know, the the whole pandemic had just started in March, right? So in April is when I got sick. So 
there wasn't a whole lot of um, material or um, research that had been done, especially not for pregnant women. So there was this really scary edge to it, right? Because you have, you feel this responsibility for the baby in your tummy and you want to be super, super careful. But um, a lot of that, and I, my heart goes out to women that are pregnant right now. Like every time I see a woman that are pregnant, I just feel I just feel this deep connection to them because it's scary to be pregnant right now. You have to go to all of your pre-op appointments alone. Your husband doesn't get to hear the heartbeat or hold your hand. And you don't really, you don't really think about that until he's not there for it, you know? And, and it is difficult to, to go. And I think I had a one or two scares where I had to go to the hospital and they had to check me out and Samson couldn't come inside with me. And so, um, that's difficult. We were grateful that he was able to be there for the birth, but, um, you know, of course nobody else could, but, um, yeah, just being cooped up in my room until my food broke away from my one-year-old and, um, praying and praying and praying. And you don't think that you need communication or physical touch until you go three or four days in a, in a room with just four walls in yourself. And I remember that was almost the most difficult part was quarantining for my family. Um, and I remember the Lord blessed me because I was literally curled up, crying in a fetal position, just nervous, just a ball of nerves. And um, then I felt Louie kicking. And for somebody that goes through that, you know, you feel so alone. And I was surprisingly grateful because I, the Lord showed me, you know, you're not alone. Louie's with you in this room right now and he's as close in proximity as he can be physically and so um, just every little kick every little squirm that Louie did in those three days it was such a comfort to me um, being pregnant because he was there you know with me not only was my father there my child was there and so um, it was difficult I won't say that it wasn't but I really do look back on it now as just being grateful that I was in a position to where I didn't have to quarantine a hundred percent alone. And that, that's a very unique circumstance. And so I treasure that time with Louie. That's great. I think it's awesome that you were able to find comfort in such dark days. Um, so kind of staying along mm-hmm. those lines, what do you feel like is the best thing you've seen as a product of this pandemic? Well, I think it I think it is really easy right now to be negative about um, how, you know, just polarized things are in our culture. But something that I'm encouraged about is, you know, people have never been as conscious of their health as they have been this last year. I have been. I wash my hands all the time now, (laughs) way more than I used to. I eat better. I eat healthier. We're more concerned for our neighbors, you know, like it, it feels bizarre to even like watch television and how close people are in proximity <laughs> like, right. from films that have been filmed years ago. You're like, oh, that's just a little too close. <laughs> like they need to be more mindful of their space for their neighbors. You know, you know, I just I'm, I'm grateful for those things. We are very protective of our elderly next door neighbor. We get her groceries when we can. And, you know, that's something that came about because we wanted her to be safe. And there's a lot of positive 
things in our in our culture that have taken place because the pandemic brought them to the surface and um, just issues that we can be more aware of. And I'm encouraged by it, honestly. I don't think um, those sort of things would have come about had we not had to unite. Yeah. Well, Hope, thank you so very and much. That was so good. Uh, thank you. Yes. We appreciate you and uh, what you do. And you're, you're one of many out there yeah. that are leading the way. Uh, and we obviously yes. we have a healthcare worker in yourself, but then we have the police and the firefighters and EMTs. Yep. And so, so many of you have um, forged ahead in the middle of just like a crazy time. And then people of faith like you that have uh, literally used this opportunity as a platform to be able to share the gospel and to shine light uh, yeah. where the light of Christ needs to be shined. Thank you very much. And we're You're so, so glad that you Thanks, joined guys. us today. And we're proud to have you a part of our church family. Yes, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, Crystal, that was great. It was. And it was so good to be able to hear from Hope Varghese and uh, just to hear what God has done in her life and hear that how she is impacting others. That's good. And she is one of many others that are doing it on the front lines. And so may we continue to pray for them. Yeah. May this not be a one weekend uh, right. time to think about them. But um, speaking of ways to support them, prayer is a great way. Mm -hmm. But also we've taken a little bit of extra, you know, measures in regards to how we're going to support them and that's by our ten thousand dollars worth of giveaways let's do the money that's the good stuff right there yeah. so, i'm so I'm excited. excited i am too i feel like i'm a winner but i we're so blessed to be able to do this and i mean our church seriously leads the way we lead the way in generosity that's one of our standards so we appreciate you all watching today please make sure you join us next week for another episode of up and to the right but before you turn it off, here are the winners of the $10,000 giveaway.